This is Randy Hosman with Becker's Clinical Leadership Podcast. Here's your daily industry news brief for August 9th. First, the COO at Duke University Health System, based in Durham, North Carolina, is calling for an end to what he calls the ugly epidemic of violence against healthcare workers. He asked for civility from the public following a recent attack on an emergency room nurse. Duke University Health System's Executive Vice President and COO, Dr. Craig Albanese, expressed these thoughts in an opinion piece published yesterday in the Charlotte Observer. In the article, Dr. Albanese acknowledges increased incidents of workplace violence at healthcare facilities during the pandemic. One in particular occurred in July when a patient allegedly attacked an emergency room nurse at Duke Raley Hospital in North Carolina. The nurse suffered facial fractures and lost consciousness. Police arrested a patient in connection with the incident. This attack led to stronger security at Duke University Health System. Dr. Albanese says the organization has also increased staff training and posted signs that, quote, remind patients and visitors that aggressive behaviors are not tolerated, unquote. In the piece, Dr. Albanese also says, quote, to the public, we are pleading for civility. We urge everyone to exercise patience, compassion, and empathy when seeking care in a hospital, clinic, or physician's office. We are there to help to the best of our abilities. Our teams cannot do their best when facing verbal threats, harassing comments, obstinance, biting, slapping, and other forms of physical and emotional abuse that erupt with alarming regularity. This needs to stop, unquote. Dr. Albanese also urges Congress to enact a bill called the Safety from Violence for Healthcare Employees Act. This bill protects healthcare workers from violence and is modeled after protections for aircraft and airport workers. Dr. Albanese concludes, quote, With the public's support, including the individual actions of each person who becomes a patient or patient's advocate in the healthcare setting, we are confident we can eradicate this ugly epidemic of violence against healthcare workers, unquote. Second, according to a report yesterday by the Indianapolis Business Journal, two nurses are suing Hendricks Regional Health, based in Danville, Indiana. They allege that the system has chronically underpaid hourly staff members for time spent preparing for their shifts. The lawsuit was filed last week. It claims Hendricks Regional requires nurses and other hourly paid employees who wear scrubs to come to work early head to a locker room, and change out of their street clothes before they punch in for their shifts. The nurses allege that the health system is violating the Fair Labor Standards Act and Indiana wage payment status by not compensating employees for this time. The nurses say this time adds up to tens of thousands of hours of unpaid time for the system's roughly 1,500 hourly employees. Both nurses no longer work at the system. They are seeking payment of all unpaid wages, as well as damages under the Fair Labor Standards Act and attorney fees. The suit also seeks class action status on behalf of other current and former employees. Hendricks Regional Health told Beckers it does not comment on pending litigation. Third, the marketing director at a New Jersey hospital was arrested after police found more than three dozen guns hidden inside an unlocked closet at the hospital. In mid-July, 
police were initially called to the Hudson Regional Hospital in response to a bomb threat which turned out to be a hoax. While doing a sweep of the hospital, police found 11 handguns of various calibers, a high-capacity handgun magazine, 27 rifles and shotguns, as well as a 45 caliber semi-automatic rifle with a high-capacity magazine. The Secaucus Police Department and the U.S. Department of Homeland Security Investigations arrested the hospital's marketing director, 46-year-old Reuven Alana Layoff, at Newark Liberty International Airport on Sunday. He was charged with possession of an assault rifle and two counts of possession of a high-capacity magazine. In a statement to NJ.com, Hudson Regional Hospital officials said, quote, The presence of weapons in a hospital is inexcusable beyond comprehension and contradicts our mission of care and our commitment to the safety of our community of staff, patients, and the extended community. While regrettable, this incident has given us occasion to review security protocols, and we have taken steps to assure that it will never happen again, unquote. According to NJ.com, hospital officials say Mr. Alana Layoff was a consultant and that the firearms were in a locked office that he used on the hospital's administrative floor. Fourth, as of yesterday, the CDC has confirmed almost 9,000 monkeypox cases in the U.S. This tally has grown almost 2,000 cases since reports last week. More than 30,000 infections have been reported globally since May. Wyoming remains the only state with no known monkeypox cases, though it is possible that positive cases have gone undetected in this area. New York has the highest number of cases reported with almost 2,000. California has over 1,300 reported cases. Florida has just under 1,000 cases. Texas has also steadily reported more cases and now sits at the fourth highest with just over 700 cases. Fifth, COVID-19 hospitalizations dip after steadily increasing from April through July. In the last 14 days, COVID-19 hospitalizations are down 1% nationwide. While hospitalizations are decreasing nationally, the numbers are spotty at the state level. Hospitalizations are down in 25 states and Washington, D.C., but it's flat in four states and up in 21 states. States in the West are seeing the greatest decreases through the last two weeks. Hospitalizations are down 40% in Nevada, 21% in Montana and Colorado, and down 19% in New Mexico. Known COVID-19 case counts have decreased since mid-July in more than half of all states. The virus still infects around 120,000 people each day. But even this number is an undercount because most at-home tests are not included in this data. The CDC's latest estimates show how the highly transmissible Omicron subvariant BA.5 continues to gain dominance in the U.S. It accounts for 87% of confirmed U.S. COVID-19 cases. Thank you for listening. Do you want more of the latest info about clinical leadership delivered directly to your inbox every weekday? Subscribe to the Becker's Clinical Leadership and Infection Control e-newsletter on our website at www.beckershospitalreview.com forward slash quality.